Well, good afternoon, folks. Welcome to the Getting the Herd series today, hosted by moi, John Schenholzer. I see Melissa on there. Melissa, you're going to like today's show. We're going to need some input from you here. Welcome to the show. On my left is Tess. That'd be your right. On my right is Josh. That'd be your left. Today is Newcomer Tuesday. For you politically correct folks out there, that would be known as two new people in recovery or two persons in recovery. And they agree to come on the show today and share what it's like to still be detoxing from opiates, still be a, you know new in this process. And I'm really glad you're all on the show. And I know it takes a lot of courage and honesty to sit up here and share that stuff. Hopefully you might be able to uh, prevent other people from going down the path you went down or better yet, encourage them to come into recovery. So because I'm old fashioned, I always start with the ladies first. So Tess, you want to just give us a one minute overview on who you are, where you're from, how you got here? Yeah, I'm Tessa. I'm an addict. Um, I'm from West Virginia. Uh, I got here through my boyfriend's dad. And actually, John, actually. Yeah, yeah, his dad drove Josh down here from West Virginia. Was it last week, a week ago? A week ago, yeah. One week ago today. And Josh was scheduled to come here. Pop brought him down, but he brought the girl with him, Tess. <laughs> and I took one look at Tess, and I could tell, man, you, you probably need recovery more than Josh. We might have the wrong one here. So we said, would you like to stay? We'll, we'll put you in a woman's house, and I'll get you down to the doc's office, get you detoxing, and... You jumped on the idea. I wasn't. I, in, I, I think it was more. You didn't want to leave Josh alone or something. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to leave him, but I. I needed help. You too. know, you needed it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. what was that ride like, Dan? That was a three, four hour drive. Yeah. What was it like for you? Um, it was very. Uh, Josh was very calm, and it kept me calm. But I was. Uh, I was happy for him. Very happy. Obviously, we've been. But you must have been thinking about drug use the whole way down. No, no you weren't. No, you weren't thinking recovery either. No. Did you have drugs on you so no. you could? So you we was, didn't even try to get drugs before. So we came. you were going to be sick on the way home. First thing you're going to do is run out and get more, right? Yeah. When I got home, yeah. When we intervened, we put a stop to that shit, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They tell yeah. our newcomers, you show up in my life, man. You know, I'm gonna mess your using up. You know, I, don't, I don't know if you're gonna stay clean or make it, but I know one thing, we sure put a damn things that day. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean it, it wasn't a damper looking back. It wasn't a damper. Yeah, I'm I, glad that I stayed. I, I remember the next day while waiting to see the doctor to start your buprenorphine trochee taper, mm-hmm. you were throwing up in the trash can, man. <laughs> I was sick. I was don't, sick. don't don't forget that. You know what yeah. I mean? That that's important to remember that. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely never forget that. Yeah, you never have to go through that again. Yeah. That's the last time you gotta be a newcomer puking waiting on that, that butte. Yeah. So yeah. And what about you, Josh? What were you what, what's your little one minute dissertation here? Um Josh addict um hooked on everyone, mess and benzos and um for women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just from, calm all out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from West Virginia, and like she said that day on the way down, it was um, it was actually that Sunday. Dad came to me and said that he had talked to you, and and I just I told him it was either it was over for me or I needed help. And come what that Wednesday, we was on the way down the road, and it was. It was just peaceful. There was there was something different. So you were surrendered on the drive down. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually a real calming, real calm, peaceful ride. Yeah. Hey Kim, how you doing? Hey Jill, glad you're here. We got a couple new folks here today, Jill. uh, I know you just tuned in, but Josh, your dad was actually stalking me for quite a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he he was calling me, I don't know how long we go back, maybe a year or two, but he would call me and Facebook me and tell me all about his son and his own, and your dad's in recovery. And I said, well, when he's ready, man, we're here for him. Yeah. I think he said, uh, Put him on a greyhound, you'd pick me up there. And I said, does it have to be a greyhound? <laughs> so, I don't know what they got running nowadays, to be honest with you. Yeah. And Dad said, yeah, I'll drive you down. I said, well, let's go. So Your dad's a really nice fella. Yeah, he's a good he's guy. He's cool, man. I was talking. He got like 28 years. Yeah, July 4th of 92. Yeah, don't break his anonymity as to what program he's in, but yeah. he's an old-timer. Yeah. He's a real sweet man to talk to. I know you not only – Took a burden off of him, but he got to be proud of him. Yeah. yeah. 
Ain't easy getting clean, is it? No, it's, it's definitely not. You know, you know, addiction is a chronic illness. You know, a lot of people, they in and out. You know, they don't get it when they get it. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. go back out and come back in. But I want both of you right now to be sure and focus on the true love you find in recovery. Because there's a lot of people around here care about you. They don't want nothing but the best out of you. Now, there's some bullshitters around here, too, but you get that anywhere. You know yeah. what I mean? But just focus on the sincerity, where the love is. And if you get that inkling to run, you know, just think about the consequences. It ain't pretty out there, is it? No, no, it's definitely T not. Tess, what was it like the last couple of years? Oh, it was hell. It was, it was hell, hell, wasn't it? You running around the hills of West Virginia. Chasing him. Chasing him, <laughs> getting high along the way, just as, just as strong out as he was. Yeah, it was hell. Yeah. Now, Tess, you were telling me earlier you was you was a normal lady for many years. Yeah. yeah then, then you got addicted to Josh. <laughs> then you got addicted to the drug Josh was using. What were you thinking? I th honestly, um, I honestly thought that if I started using what he was using, it would bring us closer together. And uh, because he was running from me at the time, he was not. Uh, so your strategy was, look, if I become an addict too, he'd be my using buddy. That we'll he would want to be around me more. That he would, he would want to be with me. Did that? How'd that work out, Josh? Not good. Not good. <laughs> then he had to split your drug two ways now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and watching and feeling so responsible of destroying her life. Yeah, you know? that that ain't a good place, is it? Uh, that's a. It's a horrible feeling. But he wasn't responsible. Not one time was he responsible. I made the choices to do it. And um How you doing, Mary? Good to see you on the show, Nancy. All the way from Benton. Well, you know, here you guys are. I've I've been able to watch you over the last seven days. I've seen you go from, you know, deathly ill detox into you're stable now medically. You know, you got I guess you got another week or so detox, and I'm not sure what the you know exactly the protocol is, but I see y'all cheering up already. Yeah. Has it dawned on either one of you? You're in this great place in your life. Tess, you go first. What's that dawning like? Um, it's amazing because I've never been in a place like this ever. Like while I was using, before I was using. Um, I mean, this place is. You really are surrounded by people that truly care about you and your sobriety. And you're you're in a great house, right? Bunch of nice women in there. Looking amazing, out for you. amazing. Yeah, Yo. they. I don't know what the other houses are like, but they say that we have the best house. Delroy, yeah. That house gives me more trouble than the other ten put together. Not since I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> Any it, one female house is equal to ten men house. Just so you'll know. I mean, I mean, maybe, but we we really have not. I mean, we we hold each other down. We got each other's backs, and they definitely have mine. I've had some troubles. What's been a typical exciting moment in time in a house? In the house? Yeah. Um, Camaraderie, intimacy, sharing that shit, cooking. Just um, the way we come together. I mean, if someone is having a, a, a moment or a bad day, not even a moment where they want to use, but just uh, regular everyday life problems, um, like we're all there for, for that person. To listen and to share. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So you ever been in like a meth house where everybody getting high? Oh yeah. Ain't none of that intimacy shit, is it? Money gone, you got to go. Yeah, it's hard to share that shit in the meth house, ain't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. just I want you to really focus on the differences in the two, because every now and then, and that it gets that inclination. You know what? Screw this mess. I'm gonna go get high. I got the right. But think about what you're doing. That ripple effect it'll have. Look what you're giving up. I mean, you both of you are you really in a safe space, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Ain't no safety in the meth house. Oh, I know that. Or whatever houses y'all were hanging out in. So what do, you, what do you do for a living, Josh, when you work? What have you done before? I was a diesel mechanic in the coal mines. I was a equipment yeah. operator for central contracting, cutting right away for eight. So you worked in coal mines? Yeah. What was that like? It was um deep. Yeah, <laughs> deep, dark, deep career to be in. Yeah, deep, dark, deep, dark. If the canary dies, what do you do? You better get down. Get down. <laughs> <laughs>
You ought to carry a canary. If you see the rats running, you better follow. <laughs> Johnny Fab, what's up, my brother? Good to see you, man. So, Tess, what do you do for a living when you work? Uh, when I worked, which was a long time ago, you know, I think I was 25 the last time I worked. I was a CNA. Certified nurse's assistant. Mm -hmm. That's a rewarding job to have. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's like a lot of old people, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to end up like that, do you? No. Mm. No, definitely not sad. Well, don't let drug use be your 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 exit strategy, early, yeah. early exit. So what are your current hopes? What do you hope to get here? What What are you thinking about when you think of hope? Josh, go with you. Um, just to, to learn how to become free, I guess, within myself. Um, be your own man. Yeah. Don't be a slave to addiction. Yeah. Know what it's like to be a useful, productive member of the community. Yeah, definitely a productive. <laughs> be the son you, your daddy hoped to get. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and the, and the father. You got children? Yeah. Holy smoke, how old? I got an 11-year-old and a 6-year-old. You got a relationship with them? Um, I talked to my oldest two days ago. How'd that go? It went good. It went, he asked me where I was, and I told him I was in Br Richmond, Virginia, getting my affairs in order. Mm -hmm. Well, every, every parent I know <clears throat> that gets recovery, most of them end up having beautiful relationships with their children. And then after a while, after you get a couple few years clean, you got a great life going with your child, you put your child first. You, and you'll think back, I can't believe I ever sacrificed my child for drug use. You know, you know what yeah, I'm saying? That yeah. I took all that time away. And and I can't tell you, it's hard to explain the recovery high to people because the recovery high really is better than the drug high. But when you got children, that recovery high is like 10 times greater. Yeah. I mean, so that's something to, to be excited and look forward to. Something I'm very looking forward to. No. Yeah, you I just for the listener, Josh can normally you get him in a pretty good rolling conversation, but we extrapolating some feelings right now. So <laughs> a little slow on the word is it. Tess, what are your hopes, man? What, what you seen any hopes yet? Yeah, um I definitely is it, I lost myself somewhere along the way. I don't know where, but definitely in drug use and I have no idea who I am anymore, what what I like, what I don't know anything about myself anymore and I want I need to find who I am and, and, and be my own person and worry about me. You know, a lot, a lot of people, it ain't really recommended for a couple to go to the same facility. You know, that's usually frowned upon in traditional treatment, even in recovery centers, we try not to have couples here if we can help it, but y'all just kind of fell into our lap. So I felt it was a God thing. So I'm not going to argue with God and it felt right. You, you both got extra excited. I could tell. And, I think you were actually glad to co-sign each other's willingness to, to try recovery. Yeah. You know, the couple that recovers together stays together. And even a couple that stays clean, if they don't stay together, they find better couples. Little hope shot there for one of you. No? <laughs> that was a trick question, actually. I'll probably start a quarrel at the smoke shack later, man. Y'all be, did he say what I thought he said? <laughs> You ain't looking at nobody else, are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jill, when you get a break, come on over and meet Tess, man. I think you love her, man. She, she probably needs a strong woman in her life like you. We've got a lot of folks here that are local watching, and a lot of times they come by, hang out, be nice to each other. And I know COVID scares a few people away, but how, how's the COVID thing been so far? Yeah. You don't even know what's out there, do you? It didn't affect me. Yeah. <laughs> it might, you know. It ain't going nowhere. Yeah. But the addict mind don't think of COVID, do they? No, that's the last thing on my mind. You probably don't even know there's national riots and protests taking place right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, heard about that. I, you, know, you know, that's why I hate having the TV in the house, man, distract you from your recovery. But COVID forced us to put these TVs in the house so y'all could... You know, get on the uh, with the big screen with the Zoom meeting. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Are you all zooming any while you're here? Yeah, yeah. How often? We've done two so far. Two? I think, yeah. But you come down here every day. Yeah. yeah. So you spend like 40 hours a week here, and then you come in on weekends for eight hours, I think four hours each day. Yeah. yeah. You all had any visitors since you've been here? No. I'm it. 
Yeah. I'm the only visitor. <laughs> <laughs> but that's good and bad. Yeah. Well, we've only been here like six days. So right. Then they will come. So what's the coolest thing that's happened to you so far since you've been here? Tess, we'll go with you first. So um, something happened you never thought was going to happen. The ladies in the house that I met, I've never been like, uh, I've never had female relationships um, ever in my life. Oh, you, you're going to like quality female relationships. I guarantee you. Yeah. I, I mean, I love it so far and they're amazing. They are just, they're amazing women. Well, good. You might yeah. be a potential peer leader one day. Maybe. maybe. Remember, <laughs> you know, in order to keep what we get, we got to give it away. You're right. And look at Frank, man. Frank, why aren't you working? Why are you on the show, man? <laughs> Frank, he's skipping out on work. He's up there burning up our our, our our streamline capacity here. So, Josh, what's the coolest thing happened to you, you know, that you didn't expect that's happened? Um, I stayed. You stayed. I'm sober. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got a – I tell you what, is the garden I made. I've never made – I've never done anything positive Um <laughs> you know, I'm usually destructive. Yeah, I hear. <laughs> so that well, well, don't burn my chin down like <laughs> So you stay, but you've been to a lot of places. Yeah, like 16. 16. 16, 17. In including jail. You've been no, to jail. That, oh, yeah. That's, you've been to jail. Yeah, I've been to jail 15 times in 16 different institutes. Really? Wow. So you're like my gift from God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, man. I'm so excited to know all this, man. We're gonna have fun. We're going on a road trip. You like a road trip. Yeah, I do like road trips, though. Well, of course they're confidential though. You can't talk about them. A lot of you newcomers like to squeal like nah, a I'm, yeah. I'm very good at keeping secrets. <laughs> I didn't say secrets, I said confidential. Like men road trip to do men talk. I hate it when we do a men's road trip. We do men talk and men talk <laughs> when they get back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it always gets back yeah. to my wife. You said, what? <laughs> I said, look, man, that was confidential. If it got to you, somebody somebody did something. Yeah. yeah. So I don't I don't ask what y'all talk about on the girls' trip, so you don't ask me about the men's trip. That's it. Yeah, buddy. So what's the worst thing happened to you since you've been here, Tess? Um, yesterday, actually, me and Josh had a little, oh, a little, little relationship. Yeah, conflict. yeah, yeah. But you worked it out. We yeah. worked it out. Yeah, it was ugly there for a while, wasn't it? For a minute, it was really ugly. You want to kill him? Want to run? What? We don't have to get into the details, but just <laughs> I'm talking about the feeling part. Yeah. Um, I just. You broke up, didn't you? Like this is it. I'm done. No, we didn't break up. Well, I mean, yeah, when I walked in, I was like, I'm done. I want to go home. I'm ready to go home. Yeah, because I think you said that passing by me. Yeah. Um, only... I said, like, hey, Tess, how you doing? I'm done. I want to go home. I said, what the hell? Just a little while ago, you were smiling and happy. Yeah, it happens quick. Yeah, it happens uh, quick. Just remember that. You know, it's, it, it comes on you quick, but it leaves just as quick as it comes. Yeah, yeah. So you had a bad moment, yeah. relationship related. Yeah. But you worked it out. We definitely worked it out. Conflict resolution. Yeah. We're good at that if you work with us. What about you, Josh? Worst thing happened to you? It was yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. So you're on the same page. Yeah, but I, I it kind of leaves me quicker than it does her. It always does, man. <laughs> you, you'll forget about it completely, but five years from now, she'll bring it back up. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, women got brain capacity. I never. I just don't know how they can do it. They should all have, like, apple on the back of their head, man, like a computer or something. <laughs> My wife tells me something 25 years ago. I don't have a clue what she's talking about, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get used. See, I can help you with that on those road trips. We talk about that stuff. Men get very intimate, by the way. Like Frank would have never made it this far if we didn't do a couple road trips and share that stuff. Hey Sarah, how you doing, baby? So what are you like like what are you looking forward to the next couple few days, Tess? What what do you want your next few days to look like as far as blessings and benefits? Um uh besides yesterday, the way that they have been. I mean, it's been amazing. I it's can't just more the same. I just yeah, I just can't uh I don't know. I I never thought that I would be this early into it. And Loving as okay it. as I am and just happy, just just happy. You know, I think that authentic peer model, there's a lot to be said for that. You know, the, you know, a lot of times you end up in a clinical situation like Josh, you said you've been in a lot of places. It's a lot of cookie cutter things you do, boom, boom, boom. But here, 
we're like a school of fish, you know what I mean? And we just kind of go with the school and hope the shark don't get us. Yeah. So what do you want your next couple of few days to look like? Just um, more to say. Yeah, just staying open-minded and learning. I mean, just so you are you are learning. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely learning. I remember you were like brand new last week, and you sat in my Thursday group. Remember that? Yeah. When you commented to me, I could see your eyes wide open as I'm facilitating the group. And you and I can I can remember like, wow, I've never been in a group like this, man. Yeah. yeah. It was special, wasn't it? Yeah, it was different. It was different. It was, it was a good different. A good different. Yeah, I definitely recommend this is the best place I've ever walked into. And I can honestly say it from the bottom of my heart. Because every place I've been to, I've been like, Gone. Right back out the door. Yeah. Yeah, they literally have it. I'm making back from Mississippi to West Virginia. My 16 yeah. hours. Well, don't do that. No, yeah, you know, stick not. it out, man. You got you got 28 days, and then yeah. you can decide then if you want to stay on and sober living, go back, do whatever. But when I was in, Mar in the Marine Corps, I went to a 42-day treatment program in the Corps back in 82. And I remember after five weeks, like 35 days, I said, I've had enough. I'm ready to get out of here. And they told me, well, if you leave against medical advice before your 42 days, you know, you, we're going to go ahead and court marshal you, send you to the brig. So I said, well, hell, I could be one more week here. <laughs> yeah. But it was that last week where I got, I got more out of that last week, you know, looking back. Yeah. I remember at the time, I'm so glad I stayed that one more week because I feel like that really, I crossed the magic line from, denial and stubbornness to open-mindedness and it, it meant a lot to me it, and, it, and it kept me going man so you both will probably hit the wall you will both probably it'll come to you you know what screw this shit i'm out of here don't do it that's the disease talking to you you know if, if every time i had a challenge like that where i wanted to run if i just got to the other side of it Looking back, I'm really glad I stuck it out, man. I mean, you look at all the old-timers out there, and it's like, you know, everybody I know that relapses regret it, but everybody I know that stays clean don't regret it. So that's important information. It is. Hey, William, what's up, buddy? So here we are, Newcomer Tuesday. Got two fresh newcomers with me. Got a lot of old-timers up on that screen looking at you, talk, you know, listening to you. I know they'd like to share and, and say some things, but what can you say to to an old time or anything? Um, just keep going with with, keep with going. your information because it's <laughs> it is definitely helping. So, and, so people with lived experience in recovery helping new people that need that lived experience. You you call that valuable? Yes. You damn right, it's valuable. Yes, that's. I think that's everything we need. Yeah, we got a whole world of hope dealers out there. The yeah. newcomer just said that's all we needed. The old timers or people with lived experience reaching back and connecting with us and just guiding us along the way and, and keep us in our process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. What about you, Josh? I agree. You agree. But your daddy's an old timer. You didn't like listening. <laughs> or, or, or what do they say? A cobbler kids needs shoes. A painter's house needs painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah. to listen to pop, ain't it? Yeah. I, I've I've watched him save and help and lead a lot of people. A lot of people. He's, a, he's a service oriented guy. Yeah, but being his son is kind of like it's difficult. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, he got he got actually, he, I say sober because he goes, he went to a program when he got sober. He had five years on me, you know, but it never, the only thing it meant to me was when I went to rehab and got clean, I, I saw that it already worked with somebody with my DNA. So if he could do it, I could do it. Yeah, that's right. So if your dad can stay sober all that time, so can you. So a lot to be said for that. Yeah. Yes, sir. So what else we got, Tess? I just, I want to tell Josh, I'm proud of him for doing this i really am um and his dad like it meant a lot a lot to his dad and to him for him to see him finally get sober and, and get right and i'm not saying that this is set in stone or permanent because he could change it any time but i'm proud of you and i'm happy for you and your dad thank you it's okay you can you can cry too <laughs> 
Man, I got two people here full of emotion. The, the disease is clearly leaving their their bodies and their minds and the recoveries seeping in. It's almost worth it right here, ain't it? You got real feelings, man. You, you stuffed them feelings all those years. So what do you feel now, Josh? Just, I don't even know. It's been so long since I've had feelings like this, but just um, gratefulness. Definitely very grateful and, and thankful and blessed. Like, I'm very, very proud of her and inspired. Just, I don't know. So y'all inspiring each other. Yeah, because we've been down a lot. We've been through it. Y'all seen some shit out there, huh? Some of the worst things you've seen out there. She saved my life. Hit you on the head with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she narcan you, called the cops. I'm taking him to multiple emergency rooms and drug him out of the car and drug him in the emergency room and um just a lot of bad things we've been through a lot of bad things not necessarily that we put on each other but just situations that i was in and and times he wasn't there i needed him to be there and then times i wasn't there and he needed me to be there and sounds like y'all co-signed each other's behavior but at the same time we're saving each other's life yeah yeah. yeah. Well, hey Debbie, how you doing? Nancy, good to see you. The um so how many times have you OD'd before, Josh? Um, just four in the last year and then probably been narcan at least nine times. Before that or yeah. you OD'd before? Yes, no, you you more of meth, right? I was well. I was meth, opiates, heroin, fentanyl. Right. I was that. I just didn't go as hard as he went. I didn't. Not yet, but you know what? If you don't make it this time, it's out there. It ain't oh, going yeah. nowhere. Absolutely, absolutely. So you are. I, I remember your dad calling me every time he'd overdose. He'd get wind of it. He'd call me. And he'd be almost crying, telling me, "Oh my God, what can I do?" He doesn't want help. I know he's gonna die. And I kept telling him, look, man, as long as he's alive, we got a chance. And it just if he ever gets that moment of clarity, you just get him down here. We'll, I'll do the rest. So we ain't got no money. I said, well, don't worry about that, you know, because I can really feel your dad's pain, man. And, you know, I see, I don't know if Jill's still listening, but Jill, she's on the screen there. Her, her brother passed away, and they, they started a fundraiser, an annual event to raise money for us. So she's helped a lot of people like you to, you know, access the recovery services here. That's amazing. It is. You can thank her. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. We we had we had another person recently donate a good piece of money that helped pay for this as well. So see these donations that they, they were something, you know what I mean? They were worth our life. I mean Yeah. You know, otherwise we wouldn't be here. No. That's I vouch for that. I tell you what, man. I just remember when you when you first walked in my office. I looked at Josh. I looked at Ted. And I went, "Holy shit, man!" <laughs> just six days ago. Yeah, huh? and you knew damn good well she needed help. Probably worse than you. She probably wouldn't make it out there on her own, would she? I don't know. I, I don't. He wasn't around for a lot of my using. He wasn't. He was off. Running for me, doing his own thing, and um, so he wasn't really there for to see a lot or or um, to see me using or know even know what I was doing. But um, when we would come back together, it was it was very tumultuous. Very. uh, How hard was it for you to get in the car and ride down with him? Not hard at all. Did, like, did, his dad said, you want to ride with us? No, actually, he said, baby, you're coming with me, right? And I said, yeah. <laughs> then he called on the phone with his dad, and his dad was like, well. And his dad had a really close uh, friend of him and Josh both, and he's an amazing man. Like, he's he's great. But he was going to come with them, and then 
Josh was like, well, dad, that would be weird. That's not my girlfriend. I want her to ride with me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. Yeah. The, um, so when you're out there using, I mean, it's like, were you living in terrible places and. Oh God. Like it was, um, especially with me, like, cause I was bouncing around like where I'm, where I stayed is about 28 miles from where her mom's house was. And I literally, I was bouncing. I mean, it was, I was up 16. I mean, sometimes anywhere from nine to 16, 17 days at a time straight. Ripping out there. And just, yeah. yeah. And literally dodging. There's a video of me online of a guy holding a gun, trying to shoot at me and I'm running for my life. And like, and when they caught me on the porch, like, um, yeah, it was, it was treacherous. It was, looking back, it was, oh. it's, it's hell. Yeah, I mean, you like, one night you might be in a trap house, an abandoned building, a car, or wherever, right? Yeah, mostly, yeah, just always on the run, always looking over my shoulder, just staying stressed um, and trying to keep, a hustle going so you don't have to feel the next morning. You right. know what I mean? It's just... Well, you ain't never got to live like that again. I'm telling you, man. I tell yeah. these people all the time, there's something to be said for instead of coming to in the morning, you're waking up in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of wondering what you're going to, how you're going to get what you need to get what you need. I actually got choices this morning. You know, my wife don't always like it, you know, because I would choose Bojangles over Special K, you know. But, <laughs> but I got them choices, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it just it, that means a lot to me. I like to eat. I'm an eater. I don't know if you notice that or not. I have a reputation here. Yeah, I like it too now. Yeah, I can see that. You already put ten pounds on it. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the pants we hold themselves up for too yeah. long. They already are. <laughs> got it. So tell us how what was bad for you out there? I mean, you live with your mom. I just heard that. I lived in the attic at my mom's house. Got yeah. air conditioning? No. You get hot in the summertime, don't it? You, yeah, yeah. You well, your right. mama thought you you messing with Josh. She loves Josh as a person. She did not like me and Josh together. Hates the disease. Um, she did not like the way that he treated me and and me as her daughter. Um, she didn't see where where, you know, I treated him. Bad sometimes. Now, does too. she know you're here? She does. She knows you're in recovery. She does, and she's very, very happy. She likes that, that, don't she? Yeah. She yeah. might get her daughter back. Yeah, she's going to get her daughter back. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. She got other siblings. You got siblings. How are they doing? Not good. So you give your mama hope. Yeah, yeah. She's um, and she's an alcoholic. Like she's struggled with it since. Your mama. Yeah, for the past seven years, like when I got pregnant with my little boy, I wasn't using, I wasn't doing anything. And I told her, um, that's when I was married, actually, um, me and my husband had, at the time had told her that if she didn't stop drinking, then she wasn't going to be allowed around the baby. And um, she she went that day to um, Thomas Memorial Hospital and they, um, thank you, they, uh, they admitted her and uh they kept her for 14 days and she came home and hadn't had a drink for four years straight that's your mama yeah and she had a lot on her plate then too like my dad was sick and um she was taking care of him and both my brothers were still at home well one of my brothers was at home the other one was just as so your mom was sober now no no she relapsed her yeah and um but she got the house so she's kind of manageable yeah, listen, she had a house with me, um, both of my brothers, their girlfriends, and their girlfriend's kids. Big old happy West Virginia family. <clears throat> yeah. They got that right here in Richmond, too, by the way. So. Yeah, So, but I worry about her. And uh, one of my brothers right now is really, he's losing his mind. And um, she doesn't know what to do with him. She doesn't know what to do about it. And uh, uh, it's scary. Like, well, well, let's show them that recovery works and what recovery looks like. You know, because there's going to be a, a ripple effect here. Yeah, you, you had a negative ripple effect with active addiction. There's going to be a positive ripple effect. Yeah, I hope. You know, yeah, yeah, we will be. You can't miss. You know, 
I hope so. I hope that um, uh, for once, uh, just before I go leave this earth, I would like to see my family come together as a whole as something positive, not all negative, you know? You know, my family, I got seven brothers and sisters and my parents and there's 10 of us. Unfortunately, we're still all living. And I think four of us are in a recovery program. I'm doing good. Maybe five. But everybody needed recovery. My family found it. So we went from what could have been a very tragic family dynamic to turn out to be pretty daggone good. That's awesome. That yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it's like, it's, and I love it when I see families start recovering together. You got siblings, Josh? Yeah. I got three older brothers and a sister. How they doing? They're, they're all real successful. They're doing good. Yeah. But the baby didn't turn out so well. <laughs> no, no. Your mama alive? Yeah. She lives in South Carolina. She's an amazing woman, too. She is. I love his mom. Good She's woman. Amazing. Yeah. She here. You're here in recovery? Yeah. She likes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you talked to her? Yeah. I talked to her yesterday. And you talked to your dad yesterday, you said? Or? Yeah. I try to call him every day. Well, I, both of you, you call your parents every day if you can, just to tell them you love them, thank them for hanging in there. And, you know, that's about all. You know, I ain't telling you to call them and aggravate them, try yeah. to get money out of them. <laughs> yeah. just, parents like to know how their kids are. And they, and they like to get love back because I know it sounds like they showered you both with love your whole life. You know, and send some love back. Yeah. But remember, also, this is one of the things about recovery. It's a good thing. You know, you've been here a week now. You've seen people run off and relapse, right? Mm -hmm. Some of it ain't been good, has it? No. And one boy ended up in the hospital, and it just and it, never, it never ends good. No, it definitely don't. Sticking and staying is by far the best way to go and be. Agreed? I absolutely agree. So if you could look five years down the road, what would you want five years to look like? My little boy. I want my little boy back. Where is he now? He's with his father in West Virginia. I lost custody last July, and um, he's been with his father ever since. Um, I definitely am here for him, me first and foremost, but to get him back, I can't live without him. He's my baby. Is, uh, is the father a good father, taking good care of him? Absolutely, yeah. So he's in a good, good spot. Yes, absolutely. I have nothing to worry about when it comes to that, but as a mother, you still worry about your child and well a little nugget to hold on to i told josh the same thing no matter what if you stay clean these relationships they will heal they will they will come together but yeah. you, but your recovery is so critical and the good news is you ain't got the, all you got to do it is for today it's just today this is a daily program yeah. one day at a time y'all had your little tiff yesterday at the smoke shack <laughs> don't let a tiff turn into a, a permanent consequence for a temporary feeling you follow me yeah because you go you will you will be you would be tested day in and day out I, i'm almost 38 years clean i get tested all the time you know so testing never goes away yeah you know but i can tell you would be a great mother for your child if you, you know you get back in your child's life yeah you strike me as an incredible woman with great you know, mother instincts and 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 Josh, you strike me as really a pretty good dude, man. I know you got it in you. You know what I mean? Y'all, y'all, it's, it's just time to grow up, and put that yeah. shit behind you, man. Yeah, it definitely. Is. You know, you you both. I'm, I'm telling you both. You're mentally ill. You got the mental illness. It's substance use disorders, and and you're gonna have it probably till you die. Yeah. Now you can live happy, joyous, and free with this illness, providing you follow simple instructions. Or you can complicate it and have just, just major misery, and you don't want that. Simple is really good for us. I like simple. I like simple. Tell my wife all the time, God damn it, keep it simple, Carol. You can <laughs> complicate things, man. Keep it simple. So anything else on your mind? Nothing. No, I'm just grateful. I'm very grateful to you and, and just – to everybody, all the staff for being so well, welcoming. We, we, we got a great staff, a great board, great supporters, great alumni. I mean, we, we're get, yeah, we're getting it done here, man. I mean, we are really healing family saving lives. You are. You I are. know. I know we are. 
And that, that's what keeps me going. You see that memorial garden we just put in? Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous memorial yes. garden. We just put that in. We're, we're going to put names on the bricks of people in recovery or, you know, people who passed away, whether they were in recovery or not. But I, I expect it will fill up pretty quick. What do you think? Um, I just I don't know. I think, I think this is a sad thing. It, oh, it's terrible. A lot of people die clean. If you're going to die, die clean. Yeah, yeah. We're all gonna die sooner or yeah. later. I'd rather die clean than than not. Yeah. If I have a choice. Yeah. We we had our first chairman of the board. He was twenty something years clean. He had a heart attack and died one day. Mm. One of the best guys you ever meet in your life. Wonderful man. I can't wait to put his name on that brick out there. I sponsored him the whole time, so we had a very special relationship. Yeah. So it's not just gonna be uh, overdoses. Just people no. who've overdosed. It, it'll be anybody that. It, well, which is, we can put anybody on it, to be honest with you, but yeah. it's a recovery memorial garden, whether you died clean in recovery or an active addiction or, yeah. or whatever, you know what I mean? So, I think it's amazing. I think it's it's going to be, the final product will be yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, we're going to dedicate it in September. We're going to have a nice dedication ceremony. We do a recovery event every September. So we'll do a memorial dedication. We have a fellow named Dan Snyder. He's the pharmacist. If you ever watch that, series on i think netflix he's going to come up and help be part of the ceremony it's going to be really good educational awesome. nice nice event the um gil i can't wait for you to get over here and see it either man i see your little comment up but you're gonna love it man i got mary ellen gonna be kind of in charge of keeping up with it but she'll need all the help she can get the um well, we, we, uh, we're plugging right along. Newcomer Tuesday. Got two great newcomers with me. How do y'all feel about you here a week and you're on a little live stream here? I definitely wasn't expecting it. You caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, he didn't want to do it, and I made him do it. Or I didn't make him. But what do you mean? He said, yeah, first, and then he got you involved. Well, he was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cool, though, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's all I mean, right. How many how many recovery centers have, have Tuesday afternoon, you know, group where you get three people together and you share intimately and openly and honestly about where you are on your journey in recovery and they have two new folks. I mean that that's pretty courageous. Yeah. 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 And just for the listeners, no, I didn't coerce them. I didn't make them. It's no, strictly voluntarily. Yeah. I said, yeah. I made it, hey, you want to share that shit? They said, Yeah. Yeah. You want to do it on live stream? Said, What's that? <laughs> 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 I, I said, you ain't got no warrants out for you. Said, I don't think so. There's a crazy guy there with a gun there looking for me. I said, well, if he ain't got a good car, he's a long way away, right? Yeah, he'll be all right. Well, we got we got time to make amends, work steps, get our life straight, get get to be the people we're meant to be. Yeah, yeah. I see old Willie up there. Good Lord, Will, I ain't seen you in a long time. Good to see your name pop up. His old Nathan, he missed lunch today. I had a free lunch for him. So, gang, anything else you want to say? We don't, you know, we, we allow an hour, but we're 45 minutes in. I, I just don't want to sit here and extrapolate unnecessary information and intelligence. Y'all thought about going back to West Virginia? No. You said no. What do you think? <laughs> I haven't made that choice. This is neither one of you are in any rush to make a decision. No, right? yes. you, know, you, you stick around here a while. You might want to hang out a, a little while longer because it's, it's very inexpensive to stay sober living. Maybe a good diesel mechanic job pop up later on down the line. They got diesels all around us, man. I hear they're hard to find too. Are you a real diesel mechanic? Yeah. You yeah. can work on trucks and tractors and stuff. Yeah. I think that's a pretty needed field, isn't it? Yeah, and that's. Um, that's my passion too. Something about diesel trucks. I just, I love that sound you, in the morning. The smell. The smell. I love <laughs> yeah. the smell of diesel in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah buddy. It's you, like my cup of coffee. You know. You, what I mean? Yeah, you like the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> Work at the motor pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Most most people that come here, they do the twenty eight day program you're doing. They stay in sober living. You know, if you can just gut it out for six months to a year, those are the people that seem to do the best. Just keep that in mind. But but I'm telling you both, when the tests come, 
you the, the way you pass and fail is, is you got to work through the test. You know, because this disease will, was once you dead and once your family ruined. Yeah. And, and, and you know, phone bills do, you ain't got enough money. Bed fees do, you ain't got the money. You know, somebody's cussing you out of the smoke shack. You don't want to take the crap or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to be hitting all different directions. But the best defense is don't use no matter what. I can't stress that enough. You know, you don't use no matter what. You got a chance to make good choices. But the minute you choose to use, you no longer have a chance to make good choices because all your choices are going to be used more. And your disease is progressive, too. Here's the bad news. While you're sitting here clean and sober, both of you, your disease is getting worse. So if you do go back out, you're not going back out where you left off. You're going back out in a more progressed state. Yeah. And then it sounds like y'all were on your last leg when you got here. So, you know, don't do it. Yeah. Anything I can personally do to help y'all in your journey, make it more comfortable or doable? No. I mean, everything's... I'm content. You're content. <laughs> You're easy, man. Yeah. Pretty laid back. Yeah. Tess, you... No, you've done enough. I was so far you have done so far. You know, you've done more than enough. Yeah. Go getting plenty of eating all your oh, two yeah. or three items. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely gained about eight pounds. You, yeah. you found our freezer yet yeah, the Brunswick stew? Huh? We got a freezer Brunswick stew down there. I hook you up with a couple of quarts of Brunswick stew on the way out. We every fe uh, February we do a big Brunswick stew oh. fest and then we freeze the rest for new people. Okay, they show up with no nothing to eat. First thing I ask them, you like Brunswick stew? <laughs> I've never had that. Oh, you'll love it. Me neither. I'm ready to try it now. Yeah, <laughs> you go. <laughs> well, we got, we got. Well, there you go. You can microwave it right up. All right, gang, we're gonna wrap it up, man. I'm just, I'm just thrilled to death to come on today. I'm, I'm so glad McShin is here to be able to help you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad too. we're able to provide that apparatus. I think this is a great live stream. I th there'd be some new people out there struggling. Should I come in? Should I not? Should I get clean? Should I not? Well, what would you say to the newcomers that are struggling? Absolutely come here. Come yeah. here. Well, anywhere. It can be really anywhere. Anywhere. But here it's cool, though. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I don't know of any other places. This is right. the first place I've been to. Right. So, I mean. But it, it works for you. Yeah, it works for me. And, and you went, you, and you didn't know you were coming. No. Yeah. <laughs> No, she, yeah, that's how good we are, man. Yeah, she thought she was dropping me off and going home. Then, yeah, <laughs> the old whammy, two for one. <laughs> <laughs> Woman like a good deal, two for one. Yeah. <laughs> Can't turn that down. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Anybody out there on the fence? They've been locked up what seventeen times, been to sixteen rehabs, and, and they they think this shit don't work. You know what I mean? What would yeah. you tell somebody like that? Um. Tell them to come to come in if they're ready, if they're feeling in their heart, and because all it's going to do is get, like you said, it progresses, it gets worse. And those other places I was at, I wasn't ready. You know I mean right? Well, no matter where you go, if you're ready, it'll probably be good. It'll yeah. probably work. So, but I re I recommend mixing out of any place because mm -hmm. I've been from Mississippi down up to Detroit, right? Well, let me, you know, you did, you did, I did hit on a question. I thought, what exactly made you reach out to your dad? What, what, what took you to that point? He, he tracked me down. He, um, he called me and I thought, honestly, I thought it was set up with the law. <laughs> <laughs> you thought your dad was setting you up being locked up. <laughs> he, he said, where you at? And I told him, and I said, and he said, he hung the phone up. He said, well, he said, I'll be there in a minute and hung the phone up and I kept looking out the window waiting on the sheriff's you know <laughs> something just didn't feel right and he he said son come here and sit down he said I talked to John he said if you can do this within seven days if we can get you down there in seven days I said dad just hold up listen I said I'm tired I said if you hadn't made it here today I probably won't be here tomorrow because I was at that point of I was I was ready. I mean, I was ready. It didn't matter what happened to me. I just I was tired. So you you were actually welcome in death. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I was so I had nothing. I had a shirt on my back, a pair of pants that stunk, starving to death, and just so just couldn't just I threw my hands up. I was just ready to end. 
Right. And on it was Sunday, and it was actually like 4.30 in the afternoon, and it, and he sat down with me at this table, and, and that's when he texted you. And I said, well, look, if you can be here tomorrow morning. I said, well, roll. And he picked me up, and then, well, I ended up. Going to come into, up to my house. Yeah, because she didn't believe it. She kept hanging the phone up. Yeah, said, <laughs> call me when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was definitely a God-sent gift. Some, something. What was that last night? What were you thinking, thinking your dad's going to pick you up the next morning, take you to recovery? What was going through your mind that night? Just how good it could get. So you had a vision. Yeah, I seen. I had a light at the end of the tunnel. Cause I mean, I was hope was laid before you, and you took the hope shot. Yeah, memory was. Yeah, set. I was absolutely like it didn't hit me until his dad pulled up in front of my house, because he was so calm. He wasn't looking for drugs. He wasn't. He just wanted to spend time, and that was different. That was different for him. Um, so everything about that last night was just it was great. It was great, but it was different, and. Um, I knew, I told his dad on the way down here, I said, you know, Shannon, um, I know I've said this every time we've taken Josh somewhere and dropped him off to a, a, a rehab or a treatment center, um, it, that it feels different. I said, but there is something different about it this time. There's something different about him this time. And um, he was just ready. He was ready. I felt it that he was ready. His dad felt it that he was ready. Um and he felt it. More importantly, he felt it that he was ready. Yeah, it's like calm, real calm. Calm before the storm. Yeah. Now, y'all, y'all, we touched a little bit on the church, right? Y'all, I asked y'all if y'all are Christians. Did I ever ask that question? Didn't I ask that? Yeah, well, yeah, you asked me, but yeah. I think I was so sick at that. I couldn't even give you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, I, I, the reason I asked that, you think God's in the mix here? Yeah, I definitely yeah, do. Yeah. I definitely got God in the mix, don't we? Yeah. This ain't, this ain't just big data from Cincinnati. Either. <laughs> it's the big guy. Well, good. Hopefully, you get a little better relationship with the guy that you understand and why you're here. Because that's a pretty big deal around here. Yeah. We like that. All right, gang. Anything? Any last words? In case your mom and daddy here, that you want to give them a shout out? Love you, mom. Love you, dad. <laughs> love you, Thank Shannon. You. Love you, Susan. Right, now, you you got, guys. now you got to have them watch it. <laughs> Say, Look, I give you a love shot. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, here we are in Richmond, Virginia at the McShen Foundation with New People in Recovery Tuesday. And I think we did a good job bringing you a couple new people today and uh, some cranky old timer. And until next time, more later. Thank you very much. <laughs>